Hello, my kind friends. I know today is supposed to be a release for our theme planner workshop. Also, happy Valentine's Day. In light of some current events, especially related to the, the person I'm interviewing in this podcast, I thought it would be very important to publish this podcast first. So I will publish the theme planner podcast this week. But if you have a chance, listen into this right now. Today, I'd like to introduce you to a social influencer who enjoys and occasionally writes about wine, food, and socializing. On Instagram, you can find her at a blonde on a bench which was born in October 2020 out of a vacancy for a passion in her life. Neely's number one passion is food and wine. Her favorite moments in life are the times when you take the bite of food or you sip the glass of wine and instantly create a memory. Her second passion is the Okanagan Valley. She fell in love with it when she moved here almost 10 years ago. She loves the landscape, the people the evolution of culture, and the beautiful stories people who are native to this area have to tell. She hopes to be the influencer that takes the Okanagan wine region to its next level of global recognition. As she says, we've been the best kept wine secret for years. It's time people know just how special we are. They do have a GoFundMe account, but also, uh, as they've discovered in the past, the best ways, honestly. Thanks for listening in to the My Kind podcast. Before we get to this episode, I would like to make a call to action for the person who's featured in this podcast, as well as her son and her family. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute, but this is... A truly beautiful soul who has been raising a son and a daughter in the hardest way possible for the last few years. Most people will never have to experience what they have gone through. And I think it's important that everyone knows before, uh, before this podcast was recorded, Will's was in the clear for his second time with Wilms cancer. We recorded the podcast in January 2021 and about two weeks later he was diagnosed for the third time with a cancer relapse. So I'm just going to read you a little bit about what has been going on with them and if anyone is able to donate direct e-transfers or deposits to a gmail which I'll give at the end or honestly she would also love your support, even if you just hashtag her at Will's Warriors or send her a message. I'd like to read you the article that has been posted in light of Will's recent cancer relapse, just so you are aware of what's going on and you can have the opportunity to donate or send a message if you have time. So this was posted by castanet.net in our local area. Uh, it says, Penticton 10-year-old is now fighting for his life for a third time. After a stubborn cancer, his family has hoped was behind him, reappeared with a vengeance on his last scans. 
Wills Hodgkinson has not had a normal childhood. At seven years old, he was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer called Wilms tumor that mostly affects children. After a year of being in and out of hospital in Vancouver, Wills appears to be in the clear before a relapse one year later. A second recovery came and the family had hopes the ordeal was done until the whole nightmare began again just over a week ago. When a routine scan revealed Wills had new spots of concern in his lungs and his existing tumors had grown substantially since his last scan three months prior. Quote, to put it in context, three months ago, it was measuring three millimeters by four millimeters, and it's currently measuring 10 millimeters by 16 millimeters. If all goes well, it'll be a long road for Wills to recovery treatments. Treatments will mean a litany of side effects like being unable to have children, testosterone injections when he gets older. Neely says, we think and we hope that this approach is the best shot and we're hoping that it cures it for good this time. Physically, you'd never know anything was wrong with him. He's still going to school, being a 10-year-old boy. But his mental health is struggling. His anxiety is through the roof. He's pretty scared. But he knows he has two loving parents and some of the best doctors in the country looking out for him. He's trying his best to keep a positive face, but it's challenging for sure. As the family readies for another round of treatment, the expense of relocating to Vancouver for a third time is looming. A GoFundMe account has been set up by Neely's cousin to help, and a direct e-transfer option is also available, which I would recommend is the best case scenario. The email is willswarriors2021 at gmail.com. That's W-I-L-L-S-W-A-R-R-I-O-R-S-2021 at gmail.com. That saves the processing fee that GoFundMe takes from the donations. Brimer is also hoping for your thoughts, prayers, and everything in between from the community to help her little boy. She says, I need whatever you got, whatever you believe in. We need this to work. Please join me in welcoming the Texas-grown, Okanagan's own, Neely Brimer. And welcome to 2021. How does it feel to be through this last year? <laughs> oh my god uh last year was uh was super challenging uh to say the least so i am welcoming this year with open arms and i'm very excited about it um yeah the new year so far looking looking pretty great yay so okay it. me too i'm feeling very positive i think we're all feel like we're sort of stepping into this new realm even though we're not it's just it's just a date but <laughs> at- Totally. It's just a mindset yeah, change. I think, yeah, absolutely. You know. So that leads me to one of my questions I was I was wondering, you know, in terms of we're out of 2020 and we're into 2021. What going into this year is something that makes you feel inspired or something, you know, that is going to make you feel like you're living your best life if you're doing it this year? You know what? This year, my focus ha- is definitely going to be how to prioritize my time in a way that 
I can spend more and more and more of my time doing the things that I love to do and, and finding a balance in, you know, a, a work life and um, a family life. And of course I have what I would call my <laughs> real job, which is in real estate. And then I've taken on this kind of side thing. So just trying to find a balance and making this year about, you know, some personal growth and um, some, you know, just doing some more inner healing and so on and so forth, but just more of much more positive year, I think. So is there like, when you talk about that and you look and you reflect on the year prior or years prior, do you tend to set new goals that, are different or do you sort of do just routine adjustments like in your day your routine you try to try to tweak it a little bit like how do you usually look at that so I I would say that this year like 2021 I've definitely changed my mindset on how I look to the future I would say before it was it was tweaking you know um the odd thing here and there exercise yeah. more you know, do <laughs> all that kind of thing that I just wanted to kind of do more or less of but 2020 kind of knocked me on my ass a little bit. And, um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of head shaking and reevaluating. And um, this year has been a lot about, you know, kind of forgiving yourself a little bit and, and forgiving um, that you're not going to do everything right all the time. So for 2021, I definitely kind of scratched the, the blackboard clean, for lack of a better phrase, and kind of started over um, new goals, refocusing, um, really looking inward. And, um, I even kind of changed my life goals around. This has been a very shocking year for me. So this year was definitely kind of a catalyst year for me in terms of how to look at my goals and look at the future. That's really interesting because as they say, you know, the tweaking or the more or this or less of that tends in terms of revolutions for the year, not to really work or stick. So Full no. 360 <laughs> might kind of be, yeah, that might be a, another way to approach it. I mean, it's really funny. I've been into reading a lot of books about routines and habits. And um, I don't know if you've heard of like Atomic Habits or the 5 a.m. Club. Yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah they're oh, yeah. like, in some ways, doing something drastic can just like shake you into a new way of living. This year has been so funny too, because every aspect or element of my life is different than it was going into 2020. So I have a new house. I have new furniture. I have a new job. I have like, <laughs> I, have a, I drive a different car. So I feel like everything in my life is different than it was a year ago. So it kind of feels natural to just go, okay, well, if everything is new, like, you know, even materially, the mindset should probably be new too. And let's think about something else. And where is it that I actually want to be going into 2022? And how do I get there? And just really, really focused on the future and developing um, myself and my children, you know, as a Mm -hmm. family and where we want to be going into next year, um, you know, with with the grace of health and, you know, us us being able to spend this year here and, and rebuilding and it just kind of, felt natural to start everything right over again. and that is you no know, not something everyone experiences within the course of a year or sometimes ever so for one that's a big change but um and we'll probably get into this a little bit more in terms of what you're doing as well and especially your side hustle right now but what like 
What about last year made you decide to do an about face in terms of your goals? So um, I had two pretty massive things happen um, to me personally and to my family. So um, my 10-year-old son relapsed with um, stage four kidney cancer. Uh, So we were dealing with that for the majority of the year, um, living four and a half hours away from home and obviously a really challenging time health-wise and especially being a mother. And, you know, watching a child suffer is pretty much the epitome of horrific, (laughs) a horrific way. I think you can say hell on this <laughs> yeah, hell, absolute hell. Um, so that was one thing. Um, and then another, I, I got my heart broken. You know, I um, I left a relationship that I thought was going to be that I was going to be in for a very long time. And um, it both of these things were happening at the same time. So I found myself in a, a pretty negative mind space. I was you know, it was a lot of heartache, a lot of sadness, a lot of pain, um, you know, days that I wasn't sure if I was going to crawl out of it or not. You know, it's like, there's got to be an upswing at some point, right? right? Like, where, when is it coming? (laughs) I need the upswing. I really need to laugh again and smile again. And, you know, I want, I was desperate to go back to work. Uh, because, you know, days in the hospital and days at Ronald McDonald House surrounded by sickness and sadness is so draining. Um, and you're you're really kind of left with your own thoughts a lot um, as well. So that was really, you know, it, all of that time that I spent analyzing, you know, what my life was going to look like now. Um, when we were blessed enough that William was going to be able to come home and, you know, we have to transition back to this, you know, quote unquote, normal mm-hmm. life. What do I expect of myself and what do I expect um, in my role as a mom and an influencer and somebody that's in charge of developing her children and setting a very, very high expectation for me moving forward so that I don't have to experience that kind of pain again. Uh, because I think that the majority of my pain came from a loss of control. You know, I felt like I wasn't working, so I couldn't control that. Um, I couldn't control the health of my son. All I could do was kind of be there. Yeah. Um, I couldn't control the way this human being felt about me and me losing that element of my life. It, it was just a constant loss of control. So, you know, when I came back home, it was all about gathering control over my life again and making some decisions that were going to be positive and and lead me into a place where I could find happiness again and and kind of heal through all of the pain that I've been through so yeah there was a it can be yeah yeah. you can get stuck in the part where you give up or you don't feel motivated anymore And that's just like, that's actually, I think that's just part of, you're just part of the way through it at that point, right? But it's easy to get stuck there because life is really effing hard when you're there and there's no way around that, that's for sure. But um, it's super impressive that you got to this point in that amount of time for me, like that's like, okay, well, uh, kudos to you because that's a huge, huge accomplishment in terms of just going through all of those mental processes in that amount of time and, and, and the level of 
you know, things you were dealing with. But the other thing that it reminds me of is, did you read Glennon Doyle's Untamed? I, I literally have it on my desk right now. It changed my life. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. So, do you remember the part in the book where she has the lady come up to her to say she'd had trouble at one of her AA meetings and the lady came up to her and said, who, who she doesn't name at all, but said, you know, all of your feelings are for feeling. Yes. I feel like if you don't go through that phase of acceptance with your feelings in the hard times, then you can't go through to the point, for example, where you are right now. Yes. And that has been a massive lesson for me to learn. Um, I, I grew up around very, very strong women. And it was like, you know, you, you get up and you put your face on and you just move forward. You just run and you push through it. You push through it. You push through it. And there's no point in feeling your pain. That doesn't get you anywhere. You just move forward. And so yeah. <laughs> through hours and hours of therapy, you know, I learned that that's not being fair and true to anybody. I mean, especially to me. Um, but it's hard to sit there and feel pain like that. It's it's hard to sit there and feel sadness and really allow it to move through you and, and to process that kind of pain. Because there were days that I didn't think, if I started crying, I didn't think I would stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the pain was so heavy and it was so raw and it was, it weighed me down every day. I was like, if I start to feel this, what if it never goes away? What if nothing positive is born out of this and I just sit here hurting? And that was a massive lesson for me. to, And I'm still learning it. I'm not there yet. It's not fun for me to feel that kind of pain, but it's so vitally important. So, yeah, that's been (laughs) that's been a big one for me. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, I can only understand in some degree, but you've been through an insane amount and that's not just last year it's multiple years in a row with your son but like this last year has been super intense so I appreciate you talking about it I mean and then that leads me to another question which is okay so you've gone through all that intense pain and the feelings and now you're you've you know, completely reset all your goals and you're super motivated. And not only are you working, you're also taking on this side hustle. So wh- how, how did you get, aside from the events of last year, how did you get to this point in your life to decide to do, you know, your job and also your side hustle, which is your passion all in this year? Well, you know, I um, I do real estate as my quote unquote, you know, real life job. Um, and I love that. I, I put myself through my managing brokers course and I'm doing that role now and it's enjoyable to me. I, one of my, the things that I love to do is I love to train people. I love to be on the development side um, of people's journey and in their professional careers. And that is something that it really does drive me. And when you can see the benefits of what you've done to help somebody go from A to B, it's incredibly rewarding. And so I really enjoy that. But my passion, like my real passion in life has always been the culinary arts. I've always loved food and wine. It's something that I could spend hours and hours and hours talking about and researching and, you know, and you can do this ad infinitum, right? It's an endless kind of world of different, you know, places of the world's regions, cultures, and how they influence the food that they eat. And, 
you know, it's one thing that we all have in common. We all eat, we all drink, and we all have these memories created around the dinner Mm -hmm. table. And that's just something that I absolutely am in love with. I love the idea of of how food brings people together. Um, And then obviously the, you know, the elements that make a dish spectacular. And why does that taste so much better with this wine? I mean, I could just talk about it forever. I (laughs) I love that. And I, yeah, I just, I, it really brings me a tremendous amount of joy. And, you know, I would have these moments and I, you know, I think I even talked about this in my bio, I would have these moments where, you know, you take that bite of food and you drop your fork and you just can't wait to tell everybody about it. And I think I just got to the point where I wanted to tell everybody about it. I wanted to share my experiences. And, you know, we are lucky enough to live in this area of the Okanagan that is not only beautiful, but has an abundance of these things that I love. And and it's progressing so quickly and it's moving forward at such a fast pace that the Okanagan is going to explode one day and I want to be part of it. So then I kind of started, you know, blue skying and brainstorming, like, how do I do this? How do I spread the message? How do I, you know, kind of dive headfirst into this passion of mine? And, you know, this kind of Instagram influencer idea was born and it kind of evolved from there. And I had no idea how much time it was going to to take out of my day, which is uh, ends up being um, extremely more than I had thought, but I've enjoyed it so much. And it's, it's still evolving. I'm doing a ton of research and, you know, exactly kind of what I want the message to be through this, um, this kind of passion project of mine. And it's, um, yeah, it's really, really exciting. But that was kind of how it began was I needed something in my life that I love and I needed to share the message. And right. yeah, and now here we are. So would it be fair to say it is a lot of work? but it doesn't feel the same as your quote work that you need to do. Totally. Totally. I, one of the, in the first few weeks that I was doing this podcast, I started very early in the morning, just kind of prepping my day. I was, I was going out to a winery and I was going to spend most of the day out there with the, with the winemaker and just kind of and learn the process and all that kind of thing. So I'd spend a few hours in the morning prepping and coming up with questions. And then, of course, you you go out to the winery. I spent the day out there. And then you, there's the photography element and the storytelling element. So you're just trying to kind of piece all these things together. Then I came home, and then you're actually working on the post and the information. It was an all-day work day that I didn't feel like took any effort from me because I loved every second of it. You know, and so right. all of a sudden this 12, this 12 hour quote unquote work day, it developed into something, a really, really cool story, but I loved every second of it. I didn't feel like I was working and that was awesome. And I remember telling yeah. one of my best friends, I said, if you ever hear me say, I don't want to do this anymore, remind me of this day because I was like on a life high that day. It was just nothing can slow me down. I was just through the roof, excited and happy about what was being created that day. And that's a pretty amazing feeling. That is super cool. I mean, it's so funny because a bunch of the things that you did might be very similar to other things that you do for your work. But for some reason, it's either maybe the topic that 
just makes the rest feel like it's just something it's just natural I know I know it's 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 amazing it's wonderful and it's um it's changed my habits because I have you know obviously I'm a wine drinker that's what my blog is about but I've actually find myself drinking far less wine because I am excited to get up and work I don't you know I want to get up and move and research and read and write and do the photography and all of this behind it so it's been like a twofold win-win I'm I'm almost healthier because I'm drinking wine and writing about (laughs) about it so yeah it's a win-win. Well, you also have to think pretty clearly about how you're going to share what you want to share with your audience. And that's a big part of being on Instagram or being an influencer that, you know, you don't just live the life of a wine drinker or, you know, you keep. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Well, and that was the thing. It was really important to me to not be just another blonde drinking rosé on Instagram. There's plenty of those girls out there and they are far younger than me and probably way more attractive to look at. So it was like, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to tell a story and what does that look like? And how do I rope in this incredibly special place that we live in? And yeah, it's just been kind of an, an evolution, but a, a very, very exciting one. Yeah. Well, and, and so on a side note to that, I'm not sure if you know this, but um, according to this, the worldwide stats, apparently as of last year was the very first year that over 50% of the world's wine drinkers are millennials or younger. So that is crazy. <laughs> the world is going to change with wine. Like it undoubtedly is. So I had a quick question about Instagram. I was wondering, um, you know, you said you did a lot of research. How did you end up picking Instagram as your channel? It was primarily kind of, it was mainly the platform. I really love the platform of Instagram. I like that you can come and tell your story through a lot of different ways. Like I love the real aspect of it. I love this, you know, you can do the live stories. Um, I like that it's very easy to, you know, it's very user friendly, that sort of thing. I find it the most interactive of all the social media platforms. I think it's more interactive than a Facebook, that sort of thing. Um, It does have a younger demographic. I feel like Instagram's a little bit more my target audience. You know, I want people that are, that love to travel. I want people that are into discovering new things and new cultures and new, new places of the world and so on and so forth. And Instagram just kind of checked all the boxes of what I was looking for in terms of, you know, my flexibility and how I can tell a story and who I was telling it to. Right. I love that. See, you know, what's funny too, is when I first got onto Instagram with our business, I I kind of just thought of it as an extension of Facebook and I, I didn't realize in the beginning how interactive it is and how many people engage with the posts in terms of comments and questions. It really um, encourages dialogue and that's what I really love about Instagram. So, you know, if you're on Facebook, primarily you're going to get a like, you may get a comment, um, you know, that sort of thing. But with Instagram, they they kind of encourage that dialogue between messaging and comments and replies and you know you can you can respond to somebody's story live as you're watching it and um I love the dialogue of Instagram and I love that you can find people on Instagram very easily that have similar um taste and stories and background as you do so I've connected with wine influencers all over the United States 
um, I've connected with two in New York, three in California, you know, one even in Tennessee. And because we have these like-minded posts and accounts and things like that, and that's been awesome because it's it's inspiring. It helps you uh, come up with new ideas and, oh, I really like that post. I want to see if I can do something similar or whatever it is. So I really like the engagement factor of Instagram as well. Right. And you can see something else that someone's done. You can also test and try it and see what the response is in your area, which may or may not work, but at least every time you do it, you get information. And that's yes. big. Yes, yeah. like I have realized that through Instagram that people like to see weird stuff. You know, like <laughs> when I'm opening a bottle of wine with a tree, they love that. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, people are like, whoa, this is so neat. It's interesting to see what lands, you know, kind of what penetrates um, people's interest, um, what they watch on your stories. It's like, oh, man, this story got, you know, 250 views and this story only got 50 so what am I doing? What's what what's the difference here and in, in making them interested in what I'm in the content that I'm posting? I yeah. love it. It's very addictive. Yeah, especially <laughs> once you post something and you think, oh, this one's not gonna be big, and then it blows up. Um, speaking of which, I saw you opening a bottle of wine with a lighter. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it took forever and my thumbs are still burning oh my because God. I, I was, I was wondering. <laughs> Yeah, so anybody that is listening right now that hasn't watched that Instagram, I highly recommend you do that with a barbecue lighter and not a Bic lighter. And I was <laughs> just to okay. save your appendages. <laughs> and then uh, on a, uh, one day, I'll have to get Blake to show you uh, how he opens a bottle of wine with a cork with two camping knives. It's actually pretty awesome. So (laughs) I had one girl message me and she was like, okay, beat this. I opened a bottle of wine one time with my mascara wand. (laughs) I was like, what? You have to tell me this story. So and I love that. I love hearing like just these bizarre stories. That is impressive. The other thing I've seen Blake do um, because he's Mr. MacGyver um, is screw a screw into the top of a cork and pull it out with the drill. Yes. I was, so I was actually going to do something similar, but you can actually pry it out with a hammer too. So I'm, but I'm not very handy. So this could go real sideways real quick. Yeah. Get a cheap bottle. I don't quite trust myself for this one yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know what? You never quite know what is going to hit when it hits. So, so true. Yeah. Um, in terms of, Your challenges, okay, well, obviously this is a side hustle. So you only have a certain amount of time in every day for one (laughs) to put towards this. But, but, um, and I think this will resonate with our audience because if you're thinking of starting a brand or if you're thinking of starting a business, and I think most people understand now that, you know, brands and followings and businesses, they don't blow up the way that they look like they do sometimes. Um, So you're working on building your audience and building your brand. What in your stage right now is your biggest challenge with where you are on the side hustle? Yeah. So I would say it's kind of, um, it's, it's a little bit of a mix of things. Obviously, you know, COVID has been very challenging for everybody. So just kind of being out there and needing to be, in the public and needing to be, you know, health conscious and do things in a safe way. That's been a pretty challenging um, kind of aspect of it for sure. But primarily it's been the, the study of Instagram, um, kind of the, the algorithms and 
it, it's it's things like handles and hashtags and how do those stupid things work? Like I'm almost 40 and I'm trying to figure yeah. out how they're all intertwined and why they're important and which ones are the ones that are going to lead me to more followers. So like that amount of data is extraordinary to me and it's always changing. It's constantly evolving. So trying to keep up with, you know, with that element has been incredibly challenging and then doing a very um a very honest look at the content that I'm putting on the blog and you know what is hitting and what isn't hitting and should I go this direction or that direction and uh yeah trying to figure out what's gonna land um to the people that are watching it and make them you know excited to see that a blonde on a bench has made a new post it's like ah, oh, what you do today can't wait to see it I want to create that that spark and that excitement with what I'm doing so right those yeah. have been the two things for sure and that's pretty heavy on you like anyone who's starting a business or a brand can fully understand that if you're bootstrapping your business you're not just going to go out and hire a marketing firm to do all of that for you um and in most cases, you can't because you don't have the money and it's not cheap to get that done or to pay for that. So, you no. know, <laughs> you you almost have no choice but to learn that from the ground up. So true. Well, and then like there's a, there's parts of me that sometimes I feel like a 16 year old girl, you know, I'm like, please like me, please like me, like me, like <laughs> everything that I'm doing. Please don't unfollow me because you don't like me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and it's, it's not about a personality, but I mean, like, you're really putting yourself out there, you know, in terms of wanting people to follow and listen to you and, you know, find you relevant and find you interesting. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a, it's a vulnerable <laughs> place to be sometimes. But then, you know, I, I sometimes I have the same feeling too. Sometimes and I, I, I fall back on Glenn and Doyle and go, you know, at least we are of the age where we can sort of have those feelings and also say, yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. It's okay if they don't like me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, there's so, you know, I'm, I'm a quote person. I know you're a quote person. They're, they're, yeah. They drive me. And there is a section of Glennon Doyle's book, and I, I literally read it every single day because it changed my life. And, you know, she says, you can be shattered, and then you can put yourself back together piece by piece, just one thing at a time. And what happens over time is that one day you wake up and you realize that you've put yourself back together, but you look completely different. Everything is completely different. You're whole, and you're strong, and you know, you're, you're the same fundamentally, but you're a different shape, you're a different size. And that kind of change you actually created from your own, your own pain, your own strife in life. And I thought that, that was the most beautiful quote. And, you know, through this pain, you have created something that is new and beautiful. You're different. And no matter what you do, you can't go back to that old life anymore. And those words have just stuck with me and stuck with me and driven me. And if I'm ever having a day that, you know, the pain is a little bit overwhelming or whatever it might be, I go back to that and realize, you know what, you're going to get up one day and you're going to look different. And that different is a very beautiful thing. So it yeah. is. I don't know yeah. what my life would look like without Glennon Doyle <laughs> right now. I am with you. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> and she does not sponsor our podcast, but we are talking about her a lot. Yes. <laughs> so true. So true. It's, you know, it's one of those things where when I was younger, I used to think like, how, how really, how different, how are people all so different? You know what? Really? Are they all unique? But no, they are because every single person's experience is different. And and not only the experiences they've had, but the way that they break down and put themselves back together. And there's no same combination, right? No, like the it's... way they choose to respond to it, 100%. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, I love this. Um, thank you so much. So I think maybe I just have one or two more questions before we get to our lightning round, if that's sure. cool. Sure, yeah. Even though I know you are building this brand from the ground up at London Bench, if you got to choose one marketing project that there was no budget for that you could hire someone to do what would that be so i this is actually a twofold question if i could do any kind of marketing in the whole world if i could put myself out there on any platform that exists i would do a ted talk i've always wanted to do a ted talk it is my life's dream to do a ted talk <laughs> so <laughs> that is the one thing i awesome. i would love to tell my story in a way that that really impacts people so that that would be one thing but in terms of my my instagram blog if i had zero budget i would have i this valley is so beautiful and i would love to have um you know a platform a video whether that's drone or whatever it might be that can really capture the beauty of where we live in a way that allows me to share that with people that don't know that this place exists um, because I spent 28 years of my life not knowing that this place existed. And to me, that's just criminal. <laughs> I feel like everybody <laughs> should know that this place exists. It's the best kept secret in the world. So yeah, I think I would spend just a ton of money trying to capture the beauty of where we live and sharing that um, with as many people as I could. Oh, I love that. Amazing. Yes. And TED Talk. Have you ever researched where where you can apply to do do a TED Talk? You know what? I haven't. It's one of those things that's kind of been on in the back of my mind for a long time, but I haven't pursued it yet. I think the funny thing is, I think I'm waiting for my story to evolve a little bit more. I, I don't feel like I'm done yet. I, I feel like if I'm going to do a TED Talk, I want to see my story all the way through. And there's an element of that right. that I don't feel like is done yet. I feel like I'm still in the middle of it. So but one of these days it'll happen. I'm, it's it's on my list. Very very cool. I will uh, remind myself to check in with you on that. Yes. <laughs> Hold me accountable to it for sure. I will do that. <laughs> and then the last question before the lightning round: In terms of your schedule, and it is busy, where do you add your learning or your personal growth into your schedule? Like, how do you do that? So um, I have come to love the mornings I used to sleep in and um you know that was that was a, another life it seems like now but um my mornings are sacred to me now I, you know I, I get up and I make myself a cup of coffee and I sit in my room and I read and I thoroughly enjoy reading and it could be just for 15 minutes 30 minutes but it always starts my day off on an excellent note I take those messages with me they make me want to get up and start the day and 
So yeah, my mornings have become that time for me and I just make sure that I prioritize it. You know, I, I make it a priority, make sure that I do it because it feeds my day more than any other thing that I'm going to be doing in the morning. So, um, that I've just kind of built it into my schedule that way. And it's so worth it. <laughs> I've seen I love so it. much like change as far as mindset, just by doing that in the mornings. I love that. Do you ever feel like it's a bit of a secret time of day? Like, yes, no one really calls you at that time and no one's really emailing you unless it's spam or, you know, it's like, it's your time and it really is your time. No one's dinging or banging or calling or knocking. Yeah. Yeah. Your mental capacity isn't taxed in the morning. You know, you have time to to digest and to, you know, think about things and analyze things and, it's starting from scratch every day you're starting from scratch. And so that seems to be my favorite way of starting it is by getting that message first thing in the morning. I love it. So let's wrap up today with just a few questions for the lightning round. So these will just be answer them off the top of your head, whatever comes to your mind first. What do you think of? Okay. Okay. So uh, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say? Oh, um, learn from everything. Uh, I've, I've just, every single thing that happens to us as, as human beings, I think it's part of the human condition. We can either choose to let it, you know, victimize us, impact us. But my thing, my approach now is to learn from it. You are, you've always got something to learn from somebody or something. So yeah, it would be learn from everything. Love that. And I don't know if you ever remember, I always loved that it was an image. It was like failure to success. And there was a line drawn by a pencil and there was two boxes and one said what everyone thinks thinks is success. And it was just this straight line from the bottom to the top. Yeah. And then there was the other one where it was like all wiggle wormy all the way through and a lot of failures leading to success over time. Yes. Well, and that's, you know what? Sheryl Sandberg talks about that in, in Lean In. I don't know if anybody out there has read Lean In, but that's what she says. You know, like the journey to the top is not a ladder. It's a jungle gym. It's all over the place, you know, and I love that. It's not, it's everywhere. And it's a beautiful it's everywhere. Thing. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. You could say. Yeah. Uh, very cool and if you if you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self what would you tell yourself um I would tell myself to do everything in your power not to lose your sense of self and um I've I've done that in my life you know lost myself in a relationship or lost myself here or there or whatever and you know just to remember you are funny you come from the fact that loved and cared for and that you're always stronger than you think that you are and to put yourself first and to love yourself what does living your best self mean to you so I think that when you're when you have the ability and the 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 fortune to be your 100% true self when you don't have to hide anything you can be honest with the people in your life you can be honest with yourself and when you get to spend the majority of your time doing something that puts a smile on your face I think that that is you know finding your truth finding your yourself and you know Glennon Doyle talks about discovering that liquid goal uh, that that gold within you that spirit within you and 
I think that when you're living that, when you find that, that's the best example of your best self. Yeah, it's almost like you just can't get away from it. It's there regardless. Okay, and let's finish with your favorite quote. Or for me, this would be like, what is your favorite quote right now? (laughs) Yes, so my favorite, I'm glad that you said that because I feel like mine is always changing. Um, but right now, um, Cheryl Sandberg, um, who is another one of my favorite authors, she said, you know, when life sucks you under, you can kick against the bottom, break the surface and breathe again. And I have read this and I have cried over this quote. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so <laughs> the big question is if people want to find you and they may like wine or food or just seeing some cool stuff, oh, where yes. do they find you? <laughs> <laughs> so um I would say um well, Instagram and okay. Facebook are, are where I live. <clears throat> um Instagram um is my most interactive platform. So that's at a blonde on a bench. Um, for those that are listening from outside of this territory, we, we live on benches, Naramata bench and black sage bench. So, um, and there were all of our wineries exist. That's where that name came from, but yeah, um, at a (laughs) bench, Facebook and Instagram, uh, for now. And when I launch my website, I will let everybody know. (laughs) Absolutely. Will do. And I just want to thank you so much because this is super exciting. And for me, this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I'm very excited for you and for this platform. And I'm completely honored that uh, I'm one of your first people. That's just amazing. And I can't afford to. Yeah. I would really love to thank everyone who listened to this episode. And to thank you for allowing me to go on this journey to the degree that you would even listen all the way to the end. I think it's a really fun process and uh, it's scary but exciting. It's unknown and also really fun to be able to put something into a form that I love as a crazy obsessive podcast listener that I am. So if you have any feedback for me or if you have any suggestions for topics about the podcast, especially the solo cast where we do workshops, I would love to hear from you. And if you have a chance and you want to keep listening in, please subscribe to the podcast because it's huge. And if you can have the time to rate or review the podcast, it would mean the world to me. So thank you and see you next week. Have you ever had a business idea you thought you could turn into a side hustle or even possibly your main gig? Or maybe you've thought about becoming an influencer but don't know where to start. Well, friends, stay tuned for the My Kind podcast airing every Sunday evening so you can get your week off to the right start, focus on your goals, and get a little inspiration to boot. We explore the world of entrepreneurship and focus on supporting women like you 
to achieve your goals and turn your talents into a business. Each week, we'll explore a topic related to starting or growing your business by interviewing go-getter women and holding on-the-fly workshops that you can listen to while you're cleaning, driving, or working out. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, or Anchor, and join the community on Facebook at mykind.ca and on Insta at mine kind of business. See you soon.